All right. Welcome back to another episode of Grief with Grace. I'm your host, Lori Latimer, and I have a doozy of an episode for you today. So are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life, but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. So in episode 138, which came out just a couple days ago, I talked about the energies and the healing opportunities that we have now that we've entered Aries season, and we just experienced the spring or fall equinox, depending on where you live in the world, and we had the new moon in Aries. So a lot of potent energies with all of that. But something else happens this week, today actually, the day that this will be live, that is so important I started to include it in episode 138, but then I realized it's too much and too important to combine with that episode, and it deserved an episode all on its own. So here we go. So today, March 23rd of 2023, Pluto, the planet Pluto, you know, it's the smallest planet in our universe, but it is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful. It's moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius. And even if you listen to this episode long after March 23rd, please keep listening because this is going to affect us for the next 20 years or so. Yes, I said 20 years. That is not a mistake. And the reason is because Pluto tends to stay in a sign anywhere from, I think it's like between 15, 12 or 15 and 30 years. So basically, if you average that out, it's about 20 years per sign, which means it takes 240 years for Pluto to go all the way around the zodiac signs. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius, I believe that the world experienced the French Revolution and the American Revolution. So it's been a minute. None of us were alive then. None of our grandparents were alive or parents or grandparents were alive then, right? So yeah, it's been a hot minute. Now, If you remember a couple of weeks ago, I think it was episode 136, I said that Saturn moving into Pisces was a big deal, and it definitely was. But Pluto moving into Aquarius is a really big deal. And here's why. Again, please stay with me because this ties in directly to our healing journeys. Like I said, Pluto's the furthest planet from the sun, and it takes anywhere from 12 to 30 years to move through a sign. I know that's a big span of years, but it is what it is. So Pluto has been in Capricorn since November of 2008. Now let's think for a second. I want you to think back. What was your life like in 2008? 
I know a lot of people went through some big life changes in and around 2008. Now, for me, I knew little to nothing about astrology back then, other than the sun was in Aquarius when I was born. So I'm an Aquarius sun. But in 2008, I left my marriage. I started on what turned out to be a, it started out as a self-development journey or a self-reflection period, which turned into a spiritual journey that I never envisioned. The planet Pluto carries the energies of things like death and rebirth, deep transformation, destruction, shadow work, soul work, transmutation. You know, it's a lot of subconscious things that need to be brought to the conscious to be able to work with them and heal them and use them in our healing. Again, in November 2008, Pluto moved into Capricorn. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, the planet of karma and structure and responsibility. So while Pluto's been in, was in Capricorn, I left my marriage. My mom went to spirit. I changed everything about the structure of my work and my life. And then in 2019, my son went to spirit. In the United States, there was the housing crash of 2008. There was the bank collapse. And what just happened again a week or so ago with the bank in California I mean, you just can't make this up, right? Since then, we've seen political structures around the world shaken and some have crumbled. And of course, then the world shut down in 2020, just three years ago, right? Regardless of your beliefs about COVID, it impacted the entire world and it impacted everyone individually. It was something that no one alive during this time had ever experienced before in their lifetime, right? And so- Pluto in Capricorn shook up many of our systems and structures. It forced us to take responsibility in new ways in our lives. And now it's moving out of Capricorn. So can I get an amen, right? Now, he's just going to dip his toe into Aquarius right now, though. He's going to like do a dance of sorts between Capricorn and Aquarius until November of next year, November of 2024. So I have these dates written down. He's going to be an Aquarius from March 23rd today until May 1st of 2023. Then he's going to go retrograde. On June 11th, he's going to scoot back into Capricorn, and he's going to stay in Capricorn again until January 21st of 2024, my birthday. Happy birthday to me, right? Then he'll continue moving through Aquarius until the fall of 2024. He's going to pop back into Capricorn for about two and a half months in the fall. I think it's from September, I think it's September 9th through November 19th. Then he moves back into Aquarius where he's going to stay all the way until 2024. Yes, he'll move through Aquarius and it will take until the year 2044 before he moves into Pisces. So what does that mean? How's that going to affect us? Remember, Pluto's all about death and rebirth, deep transformation deep soul work, deep shadow work, all those things. So I explained what we experienced while he was in Capricorn. Well, how's that going to impact us as he moves through Aquarius? Now, before I go any further, I want to mention something really important. And this is true of all the cosmic episodes I do, whether they're about the full moon, the new moon, or some of these planetary shifts. When I share these, I do it through the lens of how it's going to affect the collective. So everyone generally speaking, right? But there's another layer to it, and that's how it's going to affect each of us individually, each of us personally. And for that, 
it depends on where something hits in your birth chart. So I'll use myself as an example. In my chart, the sun is at zero degrees of Aquarius in the third house. So Pluto moving into Aquarius is going to affect me much differently because it's going to be sitting right on my sun for off and on for the next year, year and a half. But that's going to affect me much more different, much differently, much more differently, much differently than, say, someone who has Saturn in their eighth house and Pluto sitting over that, right? I'm sorry, who has Pluto in their eighth house? I'm, you know, with Saturn moving into Pisces and Pluto moving into Aquarius kind of gets jumbled up at times. But the houses represent the area of life that's being touched or impacted. And here's the thing, even if you are not interested in astrology, this affects you. And so you can listen for how these things affect the collective and how you can use what I share on your healing journey from that perspective without ever knowing or caring about what it means for you on a personal level. When I first started hosting women's circles, oh gosh, I don't know, six or seven, five, six, seven years ago, I wasn't interested in astrology at all but I used the moon cycles and the energies of them in my circles. So I hope that makes some kind of sense. Again, I talk about all these things in a global sense, how they're going to affect the earth and humanity as a whole, as a collective. But there is another layer to it and how it affects each of us individually. All right, so back to Pluto moving into Aquarius. For the collective, it's going to impact everything Aquarius, things like independence, innovation, community, freedom, technology, invention. Some or all of those areas are going to be impacted, perhaps torn down, death, and then rebuilt while Pluto is in Aquarius, rebirth. We may see some new innovations around things like technology and air travel or... um, You know, Aquarius is also about community. So it may, you know, the way communities are organized or shaped may change. We may see some real advances or changes in things like AI. And as I said, the way this will impact you personally depends on the house Pluto will be in for you and what other planets and aspects will be affected. If you want to learn more about how it will affect you, you can book a reading with me. I'll leave a link in the show notes and we'll look at both at how both Saturn moving into Pisces will affect you as well as Pluto in Aquarius. Now, for those of us on a healing journey, ask yourself what's ready to be released so that you can move forward. What's ready to be alchemized? What new and innovative things can you implement to move forward with your healing? What soul work, what shadow work is ready for you to do? And are you ready to do? So again, I'll give you an example from my own chart. My son is at is right at the beginning of Aquarius. That means that Pluto is going to be sitting directly on my son as it moves back and forth over the next year and a half. It'll pass back over it as it retrogrades back into Capricorn. Then it'll move over it a third time as it moves back into Aquarius next year on my birthday. That should be fun. Aquarius is in the third house in my birth chart. And the third house is thing is it's about things like communication, education, language, um, symbols, how we interact with our environment. So I need to look at how that's going to affect me as far as my communication style, how I show up, how I communicate. Um, 
like I said, the third house is also about language and symbols and, and education. So I've been studying recently a different type of language and symbols that I'll be sharing more about as we work through the year, but it's another form of healing. It's crazy, but I became curious about this a few months ago, long before I started looking what Pluto moving into Aquarius means for me. But now I understand why I was drawn to it. So see, it'll affect each of us differently on a personal level, but again, then there's how it will affect us as a collective. Again, the best way to discover how this will affect you personally is through a reading to see which houses and which planets will be impacted, as well as the opportunities and the challenges that are possible, because everything's about awareness, right? We cannot, how do I want to say this? It's very easy to feel like a victim in life, but when you can have the awareness of things that are going on energetically with the moon cycles, the planetary alignments, the the current energies that we're in at any given point in time, that's how you can take your power back and not be a victim. Who wants to be a victim? I understand there are some people who live in the victim, you know, oh, why is this happening to me? And this is my karma and this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Just stop it. Take your power back. This is one way that you can do it. You know, when I think back to what I experienced in life while Pluto was in Capricorn, the things I talked about earlier, and again, I knew absolutely nothing about any of this, it really amazes me. And it leaves me in awe of the way that all of these cosmic alignments and movements affect us, even without knowing. So looking back, you know, hindsight, right? I can look at the way that these things impacted me and how my life was affected and shifted as a result or during these things, which then when I look forward at what's going on, gives me a sense of empowerment and and helps me move through what's coming up or what we're currently in with a sense of empowerment. Again, instead of being a victim. Knowledge really is power. While none of this is predictive, I love that I'll be able to use all of this moving into this new era in a way that will support me. Honestly, I was basically flying by the seat of my pants while Pluto was in Capricorn because I didn't have any of these awarenesses. But because I was beginning to deepen my connection with Source and with my higher self, I took the steps, the actions that supported me through the cha- all the changes. Again, even though I didn't really know any of this. Life is about change always. And so having some frame of reference to have a better or a a deeper awareness, a deeper understanding of things that happen, and then being able to take steps to chart our own course through what's happening in the cosmos is one of the most empowering things we can do. So I'm excited to see what new and innovative healing methods are created during this time or how some of the current methods shift and change and are expanded and and support us in new ways and at different levels, right? I think more people are going to begin to explore some of the things that I've been studying and exploring. Between the shift of, of Saturn moving into Pisces and Pluto moving into Aquarius, I don't think people are going to be as content buying into the traditional mainstream ideas of anything. 
Of course, I'm looking at it through the lens of new opportunities for healing, but I think some of our religious structures and some of our government structures are going to shift a lot over the next 20 years. That's, you know, that's Aquarius. And over the next three years with Saturn in Pisces, that's more the spiritual and religious part of it. But, you know, will we find new ways to connect with our loved ones in spirit? I mean, to me, that's exciting. I'm kind of old fashioned in a lot of ways. And so the thought, the idea of AI kind of like makes me cringe and it's like, yeah, I don't want to. But part of that, I think, is just because of the fear of the unknown. If I'm totally transparent. And yet the possibilities for being able to connect to those in spirit in a new way, that lights me up. That's exciting, right? If I could somehow connect in a different, in a new and different way with Greg, oh my God, I'm there, head of the line. You know, maybe technology will, I don't know, create something that allows us to spend time with them in ways that we can't even imagine right now. Again, Aquarius is very innovative and it's about freedom and independence and, and just, but things have to, with Pluto, things have to break down so they can be rebuilt in a new way, in an innovative way. And so as I start to wrap this up, I'm going to leave you with this to consider. Aquarius likes to be the rebel. It wants to break or basically like obliterate the matrix, so to speak. So what structures, governments, corporations, ideas will be broken, shifted, and then rebuilt in new and innovative ways while Pluto is in Aquarius? Again, Pluto is all about death and rebirth. What will fall and what will be rebuilt or reborn in its place? And how can you use that on your healing journey? Right? How can you use all of that on your healing journey? Whether you're healing from the loss of a loved one or from some kind of trauma that you've experienced, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, you know, mental or emotional, whatever it might be. How can you use these things? And Pluto and Aquarius with all of the shadow work and the soul work, it's a beautiful time to have a soul illumination reading. You know, reach out to schedule a reading to see what all of this means for you personally. I love diving into all of this and knowing how this will affect you, which areas of life can be instrumental on your healing journey over the next 20 years. I mean, honestly, for some people in my generation, this might be the last Pluto transit into a new sign that we see. You know, 2044, I'll be 84 years old if I'm still here. And those of, you know, the people I went to school with, the people of my my high school generation, will be 84 years old. Holy cow. So we might not see Pluto move into Pisces. So what does it mean? How can you use this on your healing journey? And if you're not of my generation, um, if you are younger than I am, which many of you are, and I love that, how can you move through the next 20 years, the next 21 years in a way that will really support your healing as Pluto makes its way toward Pisces because Pisces is a whole different energy, right? So, all right. I know that's a lot, but this is such an important event that I had to spend an entire episode talking about just this. 
I also don't think it's any coincidence that Pluto is going to make its first move into Aquarius right at the beginning of Aries season, which is again, all about new beginnings, fresh starts, taking action. And Aquarius, it's the innovator. You know, it's funny. I mentioned um, it's the rebel. I'll share something about myself. Um, You know, people, there are trends and fads with clothing, hairstyles, all that kind of stuff. I never, ever wanted to dress like everybody else when something became a fad. I never cut my hair or did my hair the way everybody else was doing it when it was a fad. I might do it afterwards, but I, I had to be the rebel. I didn't realize it at the time, but I had to be the rebel and not follow the crowd. Understanding the different parts of my astrology chart now, I understand all of that from such a different level, such a deeper level. I I can tell you that during Pluto in Aquarius, especially over the next couple of years, I'm going to be doing some deep, deep work into soul work and shadow work to heal some of this stuff. That's the opportunity with Pluto and Aquarius is to do that deep work in the areas of where uh, where Pluto and Aquarius falls in my chart, which house. And yes, it will affect us all on the collective too. But if you want to know where it's going to affect you personally, schedule a reading for me. I'll put a link in the show notes because it is truly, it's a way of getting to know yourself at a level that you probably never have before. I know it has been for me. And it is part of what has helped me move forward on my healing journey at which others seem to perceive is a much more rapid pace than other people without spiritual bypassing. Let me say, be very clear about that. I am not spiritual bypassing with my healing or my grief. There are people out there who basically are spiritual bypassing. It's like, oh, it's all love and light. And oh, you know, I've got this great connection, great relationship with my son in spirit. And so, or my daughter in spirit, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, I'm good and love. No, that's spiritual bypassing. I have a great relationship with Greg and spirit. Do I still, do I wish he was still here? Absolutely. Do I still have my breakdowns? Absolutely. Am I still doing my healing work? Absolutely. And it's more than just journaling. It's more than just meditating. It's more than just, you know, working with crystals or essential oils. Nothing wrong with any of that. Nothing wrong with any of that. But there's so much more than that. That's part of it. That's not all of it. There's doing the shadow work. There's doing the soul work, especially in the area that Pluto in Aquarius hits your chart. What area of life is being impacted? It could be, could be social relationships. It could be partnerships. It could be family. I mean, there's, you know, there's 12 different areas of life on the, on the wheel, the birth chart wheel. So it's going to be different for every single one of us. All right. Like I said, this is a really big deal. You can choose to empower yourself with knowledge about it or not. So I'm opening up extra space in my calendar for these readings because of that. Next week's episode is going to be the last one. I'm going to take the week, the the week, the month of April off from the podcast. I have, I already have several client sessions scheduled And I am working on something else that I want to devote really quality time to. And I want to dive into my healing work as Pluto moves into Aquarius. Um, But 
If you want to schedule a reading, I will post a link in the show notes. Also, um, I'll post a link to my free guide that does give you the different components. I call them the four pillars of, what do I call them? The four pillars of something. I used to call them the four pillars of wellness, but it's four steps to connecting to your higher self and loved ones in spirit. And yes, I talk about essential oils and, you know, things like, and meditating and journaling. Those are all important, but that's not all of it. That's not all of it, Uh, but it's a good start. That guide is a really good start. So if you have not, if you haven't received that yet, it's free. Um, I'll post a link in the show notes along with a link to my calendar. If you want to schedule a reading, I did open up space, extra space in my calendar. If there isn't a time in my calendar that works for you, email me and we'll work it out because sometimes I block off time for some personal things, personal time. I can open it up if I need to. Um, So the email address, as always, is info at laurielatimer.com. And with that, until next time, as always, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.